Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. What's up, what's up, what's up? The Amiibros Podcast. We are back. Missing one of the Amiibros. D-Mart uh, got a little flight delay coming back from Cali, so he's not on here. So, uh... This is your boy, 85, also known as Statman, also known as Jared, uh, moderating the podcast today and debating with my brother, JDZ. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, D, D. Martin is uh, coming in from out the state, and he, I guess he couldn't get on the podcast, but hey, I'll still destroy you this week, so let's go, man. Oh, man, you said still, and um sounds like you're still smoking because uh, it hasn't happened yet, but... In the meanwhile, let's go ahead and get to it. Speaking of smoking, as in crashing right now, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, they lost to the Hawks last night. A terrible game, terrible fourth quarter. Um, they're two and a half games out of the playoffs right now, heading to the All-Star break. Um, that's depending on right now, uh, the Kings are playing the uh, the Nuggets. Hopefully they lose, so it's a two-game uh, deficit. But they have the fourth t- toughest schedule for the rest of the remaining season, or remainder of the season. Will they make the playoffs? And what's the problem, Jeremy? Um, the problem I would say is, is that the Lakers tried to trade away all their players and couldn't make it happen. Now you've got a lot of disdain in the locker room. I don't think these players want to be there. I don't think they want to play with LeBron. I don't think, and I'm not putting this all on LeBron because this is a magic issue. Magic is the one that put all these cards on the table. Magic and Palenka were the ones who offered up all their picks for Anthony Davis, who literally can't get his team to win any games. But at the end of the day, I'll say this. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And as a Laker fan, hear me and hear me well, I don't want them to make the playoffs. I do not want the Lakers to make the what? playoffs. I don't. I don't. I don't want us to make the playoffs. Why, why do I want us to make the playoffs? If we get in the playoffs, we're going to be the eighth seed and lose to the Warriors in four games. Congratulations. You made the playoffs. I would rather us have an enormous chance to get a top three pick. If we get a top three pick, what ends up happening? We could get Zion. We could get John Morant. We could get RJ Barrett. We could get Cam Reddish. This draft is loaded. Why would I want to get a uh, get in the playoffs and get destroyed by the Warriors for no reason? You are, you're already talking about, hey, we need to sign some of these top players. Maybe we need to tra- trade for Anthony Davis. Do you not think it would be easier for us to trade for Anthony Davis without giving away our whole core with, with a top pick? Yes, it would. So overall, I think we'll do a lot better off for the future by not making the playoffs. If we make the playoffs this year, we're not going to win anyway. So it really doesn't matter. It's a waste of time. Like, I'm over it. I don't I don't want us to make the playoffs. I want us to miss the playoffs, get a top draft pick, and continue on next year pushing for a title because I think we'll be in a much better position to do so next year. That's just crazy talk for a Lakers fan. Like, here's the deal, right? Are there is this draft loaded? Yes. Um, I would say this is one of the uh, best drafts of top prospects that we've had in a while. But is it deep? No, it's not. After you get past John ja Morant, Jay Morant, however we call him, Zion, Reddish, Barrett, who's the fifth prospect? Like, who are we getting to? 
Uh, and you got the kid from uh, Tennessee who's pretty good, uh, but I'm not sure how good of an NBA player he is. Uh, Williams, he's like a 6'9", I think he's a junior at this point, from Charlotte. Shout out, QC. Anyway, um, they're, they're, it's not that deep. And the odds are, if you don't make the playoffs, you're barely not making the playoffs, which means you're probably going to be picking 13th or 14th. And is not making the playoffs worth uh, number 13 picking a draft compared to a number maybe 15 picking a draft? Nope. And here's the other part that you're, you're leaving out. The Lakers are still five games out of the four spot. Like, it's not like they're – and I'm not telling you they're going to catch the four spot. I don't think that they are. But I don't think they're going to be an A seed either. I think they're going to be a seven or a six seed. They're going to end up playing the Nuggets. They're going to beat the Nuggets. Then the next round they're going to face OKC or the Rockets. They're going to beat that person. They're going to win until they get to the place where they play the Warriors. They're going to have a competitive series and lose in six games. This is what my prediction and projection is for the season. I'm not that concerned. Um, obviously, last night was a terrible loss. Um, do If we're looking at, as the question was, you know, who do I blame? I think there is some lingering, um, you know, disdain for Magic and LeBron um, from the trades. I, I definitely agree with you. Magic shouldn't have made everything public like that, but I think Actually, I don't think he did. I think the Pelicans were the ones making everything public. But here's the other part. The other part that you got to look at is they need somebody to help on defense. Like, where can you find defense? Because at the end of the day, I mean, they lost to the the the, uh, the 76ers. They gave up 143 points. Last night, Hawks couldn't even hit a basket for the last seven minutes, and they got to 120. Like, at a certain point, you can't win games without being able to defend. And Brandon Ingram's a very solid defender. Outside of that, LeBron can play defense when he wants. Rondo's a pretty good defender. He hasn't shown it recently. Uh, I mean, they, they and part of Rondo is he just didn't have great size. But with that being said, like, you got to you gotta shut somebody down. And I'm starting to be on the bandwagon of not the fire Luke Walton, but Luke Walton needs to prove something at this point in time. Like Luke Walton doesn't have some huge cash. Maybe one thing was Doc Rivers and you're like, oh yeah, well he'll get it together. I have no idea if Luke's going to get it together because you know what? Steve Kerr went out tomorrow. Do I think the Warriors would fall apart? No. So because he got all this clout because, oh yeah, they won with uh, with him when, when Steve Kerr got hurt. Well, Mike Brown won a whole lot of games when Steve Kerr got hurt the next year. That doesn't mean that Mike Brown is an elite coach, which I don't think he is. So at the end of the day, I'm blaming some of that on their defense and coaching on that aspect. Another parts of it on on them being somewhat salty. I think I agree with LeBron. I think they need to get away. They need to to, to reset the batteries. Sometimes it's good to just get away, chill, forget about all the all the toxicity. Uh, and then after that, come back in, get her done. They got the fourth toughest schedule. But if you look at their next like I think five out of seven games, they're all winnable, and the other two are, are, are aren't terribly tough. So they could go on a six seven game win streak. The problem is they've lost. They're, they're three and seven in their last 10 games. So um, you, you can't do that and, and make up ground. So I, th- I think they're going to make the playoffs. I, I say they're probably going to be a six seed. So so what do you think they need to do for the rest of the se- this season in order to make the six seed? Like what? They got 25 games left. They wh- How many wins do they need to get to? They got 28 right now. How many wins out of 25 do they need to get to in order to get to the sixth spot? Because I'm guessing they're going to have to go 21 and four. No, so they got 28 wins right now. I think 45 wins gets you gets you the the sixth spot. Okay, so let's see. Let me. That's 17 while, and eight. While, while we're going through this, 
the Jazz right now are in the sixth spot. Right. So the Jazz have 32 wins as of this point, and they have played 57 games. So they still got 25 They're games. They're four games ahead. So you're telling me that you don't think the Jazz will do better than 13 and 12 down the stretch? No, I don't. I mean, one, you got to look at the fact that the Jazz play the Lakers two more times. So if the Lakers win those two games, that closes the gap by two games. So they're only two games further back. And I think when you look at it, I don't believe – and it may not be the Jazz. Maybe the Jazz finish higher. But if, if you're looking at that, the, the rest of the standings, could the Trailblazers fall back? Yes, they could. Could the Spurs tumble? I mean, they got super hot at one point, but could they tumble? Yes. I mean, I, I think – Outside of of the Thunder, the Nuggets, and the Warriors, I don't think anybody's out of reach at this point. I don't think anybody's like, well, they're. they're I mean, because the, the Rockets just lost again tonight to the Timberwolves. Are they playing good basketball? Not necessarily. So I, I think at the end of the day, I don't know who they got to catch, but they're getting caught. Let's let's just go on a hypothetical and say, hey, the Lakers are gonna play the Warriors first round. You'd rather make the playoffs than get that pick because what we all know is. A top 10 pick means a lot more than actually the player you're probably going to get for that top 10 pick. You got to understand, like, if I say, hey, this NFL team's got the number eight pick in the draft, you'd be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I'd trade a lot to get it. Who is Who generally gets picked eighth in the draft? Probably some guy who ends up being a solid starter but no superstar. Like, it's – I mean, it's one of those things. I, I'm – I would rather roll – like, let's say you – let's say you end up in the 12th slot. You would you'd rather make the playoffs and lose to the Warriors first round than to get Bo Bo? I would. I would. I'd would I, would I rather? I would rather make the playoffs and get the fifteenth, sixteenth pick in the draft than to not make the playoffs and get the twelfth pick. Because I think one, there's, there's two things. One, it's valuable experience for those guys who who are, would have never played in the playoffs before. They'll get and and two. I, I mean, I think the Warriors are are obviously. I think they would definitely beat the Lakers. But the Lakers are a bad matchup for the Warriors. Not that they're going to beat them. But, I mean, we watched – one, we watched the, the, the Lakers blow them off for Christmas Day. But then, secondly, we watched without LeBron. I mean, for three and a half quarters, they outplayed the Warriors. Uh, I mean, so I'm, I'm not telling you that, obviously, that they would win, but I, I would rather see them in the playoffs and, the, and lose four or five spots in the draft than to to not make the playoffs just so unless you're gonna get unless you're guaranteeing me I'm getting the top five pick. Well, Jared, I mean you're gonna be in a lottery, so you got a chance at it. And my my point would be this: you're saying, oh man, you've seen them; they played them close. I mean, to be honest, the Lakers have always played the Warriors tough way before LeBron. Last year we beat them by 25 points at one point during the season. The season before that we beat them by 25 points. So we we've generally played them tough, but I think it's partially due to them just not taking it serious. We played them in a series. With DeMarcus Cousins, I think we would have a lot of problems. Um, I don't. I really don't think we'd win a game. I don't. Uh, I, I watch. Here's, here's, the, here's the deal, though, real quick. I I agree with the last f- couple seasons, but you can't you can't convince me that the Warriors didn't take the Lakers serious on Christmas Day with LeBron there. Like I just I like no. I, I'm, not, I guess I'm, not, I'm not making that statement, but I'm I'm telling you that they. I'm not saying they weren't taking it serious, but I'm saying they weren't running at full capacity. They were not the t- the team they're going to be when the playoffs start. Um, and at the end of the day, I'll say this. 
the Lakers can't defend the Hawks right now. Like, what makes you think we're going to be able to defend the Warriors? Like, Trey Young, what Trey Young have? Like, 20 and 15? Yeah, it was, it was a bad showing. But one, playoff Rondo is real. Two, Lonzo will come back, who's a, a very good defender on the perimeter, which I think is one of the reasons, one of the things that the Lakers are lacking. And lastly, can we please, please, please stop playing KCP? Look, man, I, I'm all for my guy getting his money. But, dude, it's like whenever he shoots, I'm just like, nah, it's not going in. And he makes it occasionally. And there's sometimes he gets hot and he has a couple. But it's so few and far between, man. We need, we just need another player to get KCP out the lineup. Like, that's – right now, there's I got, a – I got uh, a perfect player, Jared. Who? Um, if he would have got released a little earlier, why don't we just throw Jr. in there, bro? <laughs> I can't do it, man. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. But speaking of, of craziness, man, I can't. I can't mess with you. Let's look at <laughs> at at two other guys who uh who right now are putting up crazy stats, not doing crazy things. We got Westbrook, who just broke the record for Wilt Chamberlain for most consecutive triple doubles, uh, with ten straight t- triple doubles, and we got Harden. Who's gone basically 35 games, or he may be longer than that right now, of consecutive 30 plus point games. Um, he's had he had 42 tonight. They lost to the they lost tonight. This is Wednesday. They lost tonight to the Timberwolves. But he had uh 42 points, I believe. So this is his 22nd 40 point game this season. Um, are these these two feats one? Which do you think is more impressive? And secondly, um, are these impressive or overrated stats? Um, overall, I'm not going to say they're overrated. They're very impressive. The numbers are impressive. The effort is impressive in order to get it because both of them, I think they're more effort, um, than anything. You have to try and you have to work super hard to score 30 points on a night and night about night out basis. I mean, James Harden is getting up 30 points when he shoots 10%. Like that's how hard James Harden is working in order to get his points. Russell Westbrook is somehow finding a way to get to 10 points, even though he's shooting like 1% for the whole season. So the fact that he's getting to 10 points to get the triple-double, I'm not I'm not as impressed with the rebounds and assists. Those are coming. But the, the fact that he's finding a way to get to 10 points is outrageous to me because he really is shooting the ball almost the exact same percentage as Draymond Green. They're both shooting 24% threes. They're both shooting 41% from, uh, 41% from uh, the field. And... They're both shooting terrible from the free throw line. So overall, which one would I say is more impressive? I would have to go with James Harden, um, mainly because I think Westbrook is benefiting off of having Paul George right there. I mean, you get a lot of assists off that. And I think they literally don't grab rebounds just so Russell Westbrook can grab rebounds. Like the other night, Steven Adams had one rebound in the game where Russell Westbrook had 16. I don't believe that's, hey, man, Russell Westbrook is really down on the block destroying people. I've seen where, hey, it's a box out, and they'll box out and let Russ grab the rebound because they're just not even going for the rebound. So, um, overall, I think the triple-double, this stat, this streak, will show you that triple-double is literally the most overrated, overblown, unimportant stat that you could possibly come up with. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's an impressive feat. I mean, but it's, when it comes to winning, he's by far – the second best player on the team. In fact, I would argue offensively, Dennis Schroeder has, Schroeder has been better than Russell Westbrook this year. So um, I think they're both impressive. James Harden is needing his – his team needs his a little bit more, uh, mainly because they don't have um, another threat. 
Um, but do I think either of these are really sustainable for for winning playoff basketball? No, I don't. Well, here's what I'll tell you, man. Like I, I agree with you in the sense of it is impressive on both sides. Both of them take a lot of energy. I'm not impressed by any of them, though. Um, not that they haven't been impressed. Harden, what he's doing is, is great. But you know one thing I hate more than just about anything? Almost more than Kanye and Floyd Mayweather put together. <laughs> Stat stuffing for no reason. There was a game last week. James Harden, they were up, I want to say, 25 points. And he stayed in until like two minutes to go to score his last bucket to get to 31 points and come out. I hate that so much. Because, and then the, the other one I'll give you is Russell Westbrook was, uh, they were playing the other night. And I was mad because of the fact that Paul George had 47 points and a triple double. And that the uh, Westbrook thing was the leading story. And I was like, if you guys didn't watch that game, Paul George basically took the team on his back and carried him. But when Paul George had the triple-double, Paul George said after the game in an interview, interview I'm not sure if you guys heard it or saw it, but he said, yeah, I um, I didn't realize I was close to getting a triple-double. And then Russell told me, hey, you're one assist from a triple-double. Pass it to me, and I'll get you a triple-double. Well, why does Russell Westbrook in the middle of a game that was a two-point game at the time know where Paul George is in comparison to a triple-double? Because he's always checking his stats to know where he is in a triple-double. So he, he looked up and said, oh, Paul's about to get one, too. Look, at the end of the day, I think right now Paul George should be the MVP of the league. Um, I love what Harden's done, but whoa, Harden definitely Whoa, 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 whoa. Over Giannis, too? Over Giannis, too. Look, man, he, he's second in the league in points uh, on scoring. He, he's averaging 40 for the month of February. And he's the best defender in basketball right now. Like and and that team is winning at a high high clip, regardless of the fact that Westbrook hadn't been able to shoot for the past three months. Like I'm not I'm not telling you that that if Giannis won it or Harden won it that I'd be like oh I'm so offended by it. But if you have if I had a pick right now I'd give it to Paul George, and I, that's saying a lot because of the fact of how well he's been able to carry that team, and that team is clearly going as Paul George goes. As I look at the other stats, I think it's overrated, man. Um, do I think Harden can sustain this? No. Is it impressive of a feat? Yeah, the feat is impressive. And the feat of Westbrook's 10 to triple doubles is impressive. But I'm not impressed by it because I think what they're doing is is trying to get to that number to, to keep the streak going as opposed to letting it happen. If Harden and Westbrook were, and at Harden in the beginning where he was just scoring because Chris Paul was out and he was just trying to get, the, you know, trying to carry his team, I was fine with that. I thought it was amazing. But then once, you, once Chris Paul comes back and your guys are up 30 points and you're just trying to, oh, let me stay in the game so I can get to 30. Not a fan of that. A stat that that's that's uh Matt Stafford, uh Kirk Cousin territory right there, as they call him Stat Pafford. Um, I just can't be down with it, man. I, I don't know about you. I I just can't. Uh you put a lot on Paul George. I got to see Paul George do something in a big game. Um, I did watch them uh lose to the Lakers. They always lose to the Lakers for some reason. I mean they're they're a solid team. I mean Paul George is playing great. He's top five. I'm not sure it's a lot of people I probably put over Paul George. I probably put Steph Curry over Paul George. I mean, come on, Jared, stop. Anyway. Jeremy, come on, come on. That's nonsense. Anyway, like, Steph, I'm not gonna get into wait, that. Wait, Steph's averaging twenty nine on forty five percent threes and forty nine percent from the field and five and five. Like Steph's Steph's amazing dude. He's like the best player in the yeah, league. He's been there for but, he's no, been there for the last no, five he, years. First off, you know that's nonsense. But secondly, uh, you can't win an MVP on that team, especially if you're not the one seed on that team. And you look at, at Paul George. Paul George is averaging 29 
on 45.4%. He's also giving you eight boards, four assists, and he's the best defender in the league. Steph's not. Oh, when, when, oh, when when did he become the best defender in the league? I just I don't see this. According to according to every advanced metric, he's he's running away past everybody. Like this season, defensively, his defensive win shares are, are far above past everybody in the league, especially from so a wing think, defender standpoint. You you think he's going to win defensive player of the year? Yes. Hmm. Um, I'm not seeing that. So well, we'll we'll move on because because you you're trying to bait me with this Steph Curry being the best player in the league nonsense. Let's go uh, next into Joe Flacco NFL wise. Joe Flacco gets traded to the uh, to the Broncos. Reportedly, is for mid round pick, third or fourth rounder. Um, maybe depending on how uh, you know there, there's some some other language needs to be worked out. This thing can't be finalized until another month until the league actually opens in March. But I'll give you my thoughts on it, and then, Jeremy, I'll pass it to you. I don't get why the Broncos are doing this. Like, I get it to an extent of the fact of, yeah, we need, a, we need a quarterback. But is Joe Flacco that much better than Case Keenum? Like, is he that guy? Did, did the, the Ravens this year had an elite defense. I mean, historically elite defense. And when Lamar Jackson got in there, they were like, hey, basically, don't F the game up and we'll be able to win the game just by running the ball. And Joe Flacco, when he got hurt, they were like three and five. They weren't winning games with that defense. And I'm hearing today, and they're like, oh, yeah, great fit. Broncos have a great defense. This is like pay. No, 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 no. Joe Flacco is not that dude. Now, the the only benefit, the only positive I can give for the Broncos is this. Would you get a better quarterback than Joe Flacco with a fourth-round pick? Probably not. I mean, you could find a Russell Wilson or a Dak. I, mean, I say Dak, but Dak's on that level. But probably not. And the other part is Joe Flacco typically pay, plays better when he's got this pressure on him of, hey, you, you're playing for a contract kind of deal. So that's on your side. But Joe Joe Flacco's not that good. And John always has, I mean, he's botched it again because, in my opinion, you do what you should have done last year, which is you draft a young quarterback who you can develop and turn into a star. And you passed the last few years. You passed on Deshaun. You passed on these guys. And you watch other teams. You watch the Texans trade up for uh, Deshaun. You watch Kansas City trade up for Mahomes. You watch all these guys trading up for the draft. You watch the the the, the, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles trade up for Carson Wentz. You watch all these people make dra- trades. And you sat back and you you went with, oh, you know, you know we, we, we're just going to go with uh, old trusty Paxton Lynch. And then after that, oh, you know, we're just going to trade for uh, for uh, Case Keenum. And, and you never wanted to make the investment. And now, look at your team. First time in 50 years you guys have had back-to-back losing seasons. And you know why? They blamed it on Vance Joseph. And Vance Joseph isn't, isn't a great coach. But you know what I blame it on? I blame it on John Elway. You know why? Because you can't find a quarterback. You know, it's, uh, it's almost like I'm – getting a little deja vu because correct me if I'm wrong. Did the Vikings not bring in a quarterback to replace Case Keenum last year that they thought was better than him? And did they not get worse? Like, is anybody arguing that they think that Joe Flacco is better than Kirk Cousins? I mean, at best they're even. So, I mean, I feel like it's a lateral move. Like they're bringing in another guy. Maybe, Hey, they thought we could put one guy in at one 
one point in the game and then we can move the other guy back in if he's playing terrible and we can just switch it in and out like we're playing high school football or, or something like that. I don't see what the purpose of this move is, but they gave up a fourth-round pick to get it. And I'll say this. I mean, hey, what are you going to get with a fourth-rounder? Generally, you probably you might even end up cutting your fourth-rounder. So, yeah, I, I think it's okay to take a risk on him. For one, I think he's going to be motivated by being benched. Two, I think he's going to be motivated by moving – going into a different team and trying to um, get that new contract. So if you can get lightning in a bottle, maybe you guys can squeeze something out of him that nobody else can. I still think Joe Flacco has a very strong arm. Um, I think he's pretty accurate down the field whenever he, um, whenever he needs to be. I have concerns about the receiving core, so that's probably going to be something they need to address. Outside of Cortland Sutton, um, I'm not exactly sure how Emmanuel Sanders is going to come off that knee injury. Or was it knee or Achilles? One or two. I couldn't remember. Either ACL or I Achilles. I believe it's Achilles. Yeah, I was thinking so too. Um, so I'm I'm having some concerns about him coming back. Um, and so he could have not too many targets to throw to. Um, but overall, if they can squeeze a little bit of life out of him, he's only 33 years old. Um, uh, so you know, good luck to him. Do I think they're gonna move up this totem pole of the AFC West? No, I don't, because I honestly think. They're, they're still going to have the worst quarterback in the AFC West. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I think I'd take Derek Carr over either one of them. Um, and I expect him to finish dead last. So, John Elway, you got a Super Bowl. Congratulations. Um, I don't see you getting another one anytime soon. Well, here, here's two what, I, what I'll throw out there. Um, Joe Flacco, yeah, you're not getting anything else besides that. But I, th- I think here's the other part of it, though. If you're going to build a team around Joe Flacco, what do you really need? You need an excellent offensive line. Broncos don't have an excellent offensive line. You need a legitimate running game. I like uh, Royce Freeman and um, what's my my other guy out of uh, out of Colorado, the rookie. Um, I, I I I like their their team as far as their running, but they they're not the even the Ravens as far as a rushing attack. So I, I think when you get down to it, you got to look at it and say, all right, what are they going to do to be successful? And they better hope Bradley Chubb has a breakout. I mean, he looked good at the end of the year. He better be Von Miller 2.0. They better be getting sacks nonstop to make up for this because I, I just don't get the logic. Um, I mean, I, I think that's all I can say about it. I, I really don't get the logic. Um, but keeping it in the NFL, though, uh, Jeremy, Kareem Hunt signs with the Browns. The details just came out tonight. Uh, one year, $645,000 contract with some game bonuses in there. Uh, is this a bad look for the league? I mean, obviously, it's, it's a terrible look for the league. For one, um, he's barely been out of the game. I mean, he he missed a uh, he's missed a couple months. I think he he probably needs to be suspended for a full year. But as the Browns, do I think the Browns made a bad decision by signing him? It depends. It depends on uh, the intel they have. I know John Dorsey. Has to have a lot of intel on him. He's the one that hired or that uh, drafted uh, Kareem Hunt out of when he's in Kansas City. Um, so I'm sure you're very familiar with Kareem Hunt. There's some players um, who spoke very highly of him as a locker room uh, mate. But at the end of the day, you can't excuse his behavior. Um, I think it, it shines a light on the things that are acceptable in the league that uh, Colin Kaepernick cannot get another job, but Kareem Hunt can uh, can get another job in, in a in the very near future. But I think that somewhat speaks to, uh, you know, age and the and and the 
I guess, feeling of his playing level. I think Kareem Hunt is considered a top five back in the league a lot of times, um, definitely top 10. When Kaepernick had his stance, I don't think he was considered top 10, but, I mean, he's definitely – I mean, you're talking about people trading for Joe Flacco. He could probably beat out Joe Flacco right now without playing in two seasons. So um, I think that shows a lot of hypocrisy on the, on the side of the NFL. Um, but overall, I'll say it's a, probably a smart pickup for the Browns. Um, from the from a game check perspective, and let me tell you what the, probably the most disgusting thing about this is is that he signed a one year deal. He's he's so this is his third year. He's probably if he has a great season, probably going to get an extension before most guys who just played out their entire rookie deal got. He's probably going to get. He might even get a bigger extension than some of those guys got because he'll have no. I don't know. Can they even tag him? I'm not even sure what the I details think, are. Yeah, you can you can you can tag somebody. You, they'll, they'll be able to tag him, but. I mean, if, even if you tackle him, I mean, that is more. It's more than he would have got his fourth year than as a, in the yep. other contract. So overall, he's he's potentially going to make even more money. I don't necessarily understand it from the playing perspective, considering that I think he and Nick Chubb are basically the exact same back. I think would have made more sense for a team that has a speed back. Um, I thought Denver, like you were talking about Denver, I think you know, he would have been a good fit in Denver to go along with Philip Lindsay. Um, I think he could have been a good fit with Tariq Cohen if they did something with. Um, with Jordan Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Yeah, I think he could have been a good fit with the Saints, depending on if they didn't sign Mark Ingram, because, you know, Mark Ingram is a free agent this year as well. So to go along with with, uh, Alvin Kamara, not that I would want him on our team, but uh, I think there's a lot of situations. Christian McCaffrey with the Panthers, I think he'd be a good mix with him as well. Um, So I think there's some some better fits. But as far as signing a player – I think the Browns, if you're going to make this move this season, I think they they did it at the right time, mainly because by the time the season rolls around and you can really catch backlash for a minute, people will be forgot about it by then. So, I mean, that's kind of the world we live in. Yeah, man, I thought it was a terrible look. Um, one, I mean, I think the worst part of the look is this, is that you literally, as we talked about, we have guys that are in the league and can't get a job who just stood up for people's rights, and then you bring in Kareem Hunt, who has no domestic violence situation, not to mention Ruben Foster got brought in, not to mention the Tyreek Hill previous situation. There's so many incidents on domestic violence in the NFL. Um, It'd be hard to name them all. And here's the worst part. What's the kid's name who who tore his ACL um, uh, getting ready for the draft? Oh, uh, Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, he's got one going back to high school. Um, well, his it's a little different. I guess his his sister and some girl were in a fight, and he jumped on the girl. Um, but yeah, I mean that's you got and he the people are still projecting him first round. I mean it's uh, hypocrisy on hypocrisy. Right. I mean, and and here's the craziest part. Not only is that some hypocrisy, but I think the craziest hypocrisy of it is this: is that. You got, after the situation, you bring him in to Cleveland. Where did the incident happen? It happened in Cleveland. Like, part, how part do you of the bring part, him? Part of the thing people are saying is the problem is he has some friends that aren't necessarily good for him. Where is he from again? Cleveland. He's from <laughs> Cleveland. Like, I, I, I'm just baffled by, like, why? Why would you bring him to to Cleveland? First off, you have Nick Chubb. You got a dude that he just runs for a thousand yards in basically basically ten games. 
You got you're, you're trying to repair the image. Now, I like Kareem Hunt as, as a football player, but now you're gonna take away touches from Nick Chubb. Now, is he a good football player? Yes, Kareem Hunt is. You know where I would have loved to see Kareem Hunt go? It, it, it wouldn't have happened, but and I wouldn't have loved him to go there because they would be even better. But if he went to a place like the Patriots, some place where like I, I I don't think there'd be utter dysfunction. The the Browns literally talked about bringing in Condoleezza Rice for an interview for a head coaching job in the NFL. That happened. That that wasn't like oh a Chappelle joke. Kind of, they literally talked about like hey we would love to bring in Condoleezza Rice, and this is the organization Kareem Hunt's gonna be on. Look, man. I, you don't have to, I, at this point, if you think, oh yeah, Kaepernick's not in the league because of the, you know, and, and you think it's because, oh, he didn't, he's not a good enough football player, then, then you're not trying to, you're, you're really not trying to believe what you're saying. Like you're, you're really just trying to say something, but I mean, we kind of know how it is. NFL is about, you know, it's not for long, but it's about getting your check. Good for him in the sense that he got paid, but, um, uh, I think I think it sets a terrible precedent. I think it definitely sets a terrible precedent. So, um, I, I, I'm not a fan of this move at all. Yeah. But uh, I think I think that about wraps it up for us, though, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Any last any last thoughts? Yeah, uh, I am in the popping city this week. I want to point that out, Jerry. You guys are always telling me about how popping Atlanta is. You know what's popping this year, this week? How about Charlotte, North Carolina, baby? Let's go. All-Star weekend. Everybody's here. I tried to get tickets for Chappelle for tomorrow, and it did not happen. They had tickets go on sale at noon. I was ready at 11.59, and it still got sold out. All the machines uh, or robots that they had purchasing tickets beat me out for all of them. So, uh, you know what? Forget all of that. Um, Go out, probably have a good time, and enjoy... The dunk contest, the three-point contest, not the all-star game in itself because it's going to be trash. But, hey, that's what it is. Sure, what, what, what festivities are you going to be involved in? Well, I mean, are you going to the dunk contest or anything, or, or what's going on? Um, I'm probably not going to actually go to the game, just mainly because I just don't feel like dealing with it. But maybe a couple of day parties. I'll show my face here or there. i got a got a few events I'm getting in. I'm not going to get into those. I don't want to um, pop up on anybody. Notice maybe the three people. Um in town that I actually know at this point, I don't really go out anymore, so I don't really recognize people. But uh, <laughs> probably have a good time. All right, man. Well, be safe out there, man. Uh, one thing I do want to want to shout out, uh, shout out to all the listeners out there. Obviously, uh, I, I kind of track our, our our views and everything, and, and we've been growing and growing as a podcast. So uh, continue to share us, guys. Um, check us out on social media. We're gonna be uh, popping up a lot more videos. You can check us out on Instagram at the Amibros. Uh, or at Amibros Podcast, I'm sorry, on uh, Instagram. And then on Twitter, it is at the Amibros. And then um, if you hit us up on Facebook, it's Facebook forward slash the Amibros. So um, check us out on there. Also, check the podcast out on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Podbean, uh, Google Play, any place you can find podcasts. Check us out, the Amibros Podcast. Guys, we'll, we'll see you next week. Appreciate it. We out.